Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down. I'm Mike Ricksecker, author and ghost historian. With me is Shauna Wankel, our chat shenanigator, and a, quite a good writer in her own right. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in a few books now. <laughs> yeah, try and write a book. So. You are. You I are. will. I you will. will. Well, yes, I am tired tonight. I, that came out very clear in Edge of the Rabbit Hole. <laughs> Sorry about that. And just I was falling asleep, you know, moments before uh, I was sitting on the couch trying to get all of this show together, um, and I was crashing out trying to do it. So it's been a long weekend. It, it has been. So, but we got interesting stuff coming up. So, um, why historic exploration and exploring historic locations matters to us uh, as we investigate the paranormal and all the different things that we do as we're involved with this uh, industry community uh, what have you and you know I thought I would use Oak Island as an initial uh, great example of that even though you know Shauna and I aren't um, you know investigating Oak Island ourselves would love to yes <laughs> would absolutely love to uh, but there's some really really interesting things going on there and what I like is that um, they're discovering an alternate history on there with all the different things that they're doing. You know, it, there are some you know legends and presumptions about about what Oak Island had been. And for those of you that uh, aren't familiar with it, um, and I know Adam Tillery is out there lurking somewhere, watching both us and Oak Island at the same time. And this is not a plug for uh, the Curse of Oak Island, by the way. We're not sponsored or anything by them. We're just using it as an example here. Um, but for those of you that don't know, so Oak Island is that, that island, you, you may have heard of it in passing or somewhere, uh, where there is the quote-unquote infamous money pit buried somewhere, presumably somewhere down deep within there is some sort of treasure or something that uh, discovered a couple hundred years ago by three kids um, that they found every 10 feet going down into this hole were these wooden planks and they were, you know, curious as to what the heck was was down there. They kept digging and digging and digging. They came across this stone tablet at one point with some weird writing on it. Um, and talking about, you know, just beneath here, there's, you know, uh, basically there's buried treasure. And so they kept going down and the whole thing flooded out. So ever since then, um, there have been numerous teams that have gone onto this island to try to dig up that money pit. And um, throughout the course of history, there's been what the curse is, basically six people have died. Uh, but people have sunk millions and millions of dollars into this location to come up with, I won't say nothing, um, but little, at least not what they were looking for. They, they didn't find the prize. A um, lot of different theories as to what's down there. Captain Kidd's you know, treasure, um, William Shakespeare's manuscripts, uh, Marie Antoinette's lost jewels. Um, even some rumors of the uh, Knights Templars being down there, really because of like um, the, the original, what they call the H.O. rock, looked like gr a Greek writing on it, and then a Templar cross that was on there. And so they've been following these things up. And so um, 
as I explained, I could have been showing you the island. There's the actual island. Uh, it kind of looks like an elephant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can see there kind of like where the where the elephant's cheek would be, that uh, yellow area. That's basically where the money pit is. And it's you know kind of blown out like that. Because they have a lot of machinery in there as they're, as they're digging down. Um, you know, years, uh, years ago, I have, uh, let's see, one of the historic photos here as they're trying to uh, dig into the money pit. I mean, if one of our presidents, FDR, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, was on the island trying to dig for this stuff. Um, you know, so it's, it's not just, you know, people kind of flying by the seat of their pants. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, so these are the couple of guys that are there now, Marty and Rick Lagina. So they've, they've sunk millions of things. They essentially bought the island, or at least most of it. I think like 90 or 95% of the island is theirs. Um, and they've come across a lot of interesting things. I think last season, uh, they just started season six. Uh, I think last season they probably uh, found the most stuff that they ever had before, um, including this interesting Templar cross. Um, and... I mean, this was found out in uh, the Smith's Cove area, not actually in the money pit itself, um, you know, but it's hundreds of years old. And so it's like all of those rumors of, you know, were there ever nice Templars on there, you know, that that might actually be true. You know, it was one of those where it's like, okay, there may have been, you know, some of the uh, the natives, you know, that may have gone on there, British, sure. And they found a lot of British coins and things like that. Um, you know, there, there are some historic people that are on there, Samuel Ball, um, you know, a, a privateer uh, from back in the 1700s, uh, Captain Anderson. So, you know, people like that, but they're, like the Templar Cross that predates that. They were finding, you know, Spanish um, Spanish coins out in the um, uh, the swamp. And th- so it's like there's, it, it's like an alternate history that's being discovered, you know. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't even know about it. <laughs> and because... I work and I and I try to get some sleep, you know, and I get so any anytime I find out about stuff like this, I'm always you know, it's always cool. I was kinda binge watching earlier because it was on, um and it's really, really interesting. And yeah, uh, God, I would love I would love to go on that island. <laughs> big time, big time. <laughs> See Adam Tillery down there. Holy shamoli! That's the dude with the um, with the metal detector. His accent and some of his comments are just funny. <laughs> um, I like the last one or last season where the, it comes across the the piece of pewter. He's looking and says, "I know what that is. It's pua. It's pua." <laughs> and, uh, the um, the archaeologist was getting not only like pewter, <laughs> <laughs> pewter. So, pewter, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so I know there's Tillery, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, Tom McNicholas, they, uh, they got a good history to work with on the island. Yeah, and it's, it's something that they keep uncovering, you know, that, like more and more as they go along. Uh, they keep uncovering different facets of that history that's just, it's different, you know. Um, nobody ever thought that, you know, sure, there were legends and rumors and people would guess at stuff. Um, you know, but they're starting to actually confirm some of those things that were just thrown out there as legends, and the um, you know what we call like the archaeological community just didn't believe. 
They're like, no, you, know, you don't want to bring us something that's English or whatever, you know, because that, that's where a lot of the British went, uh, especially after the, the uh, Revolutionary War. Bring, bring them some of that, sure. But you start talking about, you know, the Spanish being on there or Knights Templars, you know, or anything like that, anything that, you know, dates way back. They found a couple of bones on there. Um, dating into like the 16 to early 1700s, um, one uh, was European, the other was Middle Eastern. You know, it's so they're just they're rewriting history, um, which as we delve into the paranormal, you know, I think is important. You know, we go into a lot of these different haunted locations that they're historic, um, but a lot of the stories that they tell that they want you to know aren't exactly the real story. And it's important to get the real story out there. You know, urban legends are fun you know, for story time and, you know, kind of keeps things interesting. But sometimes the truth is even more interesting than the legend. So um, the truth, you know, can unlock some mysteries, you know, an urban legend can just embellish it a little bit. But the truth is what unlocks it. So you know, I like urban legends just as much as the next person, but all an urban legend does for me is make me want to find where the truth is. So, and we've done that. Yeah. With um, Swift Mansion. Swift Mansion. There you, you go. Know, that, that's a good one. Yeah, Swift Mansion's a good one. Um, so if we go from there to where are we at? Okay. The Gore remains. So... So yeah, Swift Mansion, um, which everybody knows is the Gore Orphanage. And it's not, there was never a Gore Orphanage. And I know we've talked about this on, on the show before. Um, but yeah, this is one place that it was just urban legend after urban legend after urban legend. The only nugget of truth was it did actually burn down, but not anywhere near the way they said it did. Um, with you know old man gore, which you know there there never was an old man gore, um, you know it's just the name orphanage was appended after the word gore on the street sign um, years later, and you know there was an orphanage that was up the hill, but that was the orphanage of light uh, the light of hope orphanage, and you know, it was just very very different from what the truth was, um, and really what happened here we go back into it again was you know there were there were families that lived in this house this house was never part of the orphanage it was abandoned when the orphanage uh, was put in up the hill uh, and you see these children in there and these children died of diphtheria uh, very very sad and you know that the great tragedy is is these children here and up the hill yes up the hill that orphanage it is true that the children there are mistreated, but um, yeah, these children here all died uh, for them uh, within the span of seven days. Uh, very, very terrible. And um, the uh, it was actually the grandparents that lived in this house, and they were spiritualists. And they were they would conduct seances within this house to try to contact the spirits of the children. Um, you know, so very very different from what you hear about you know old man gore locking the kids up at night and the place burning down um and you know it's just it's just not true um 
you know, the, the truth is, you know, as far as the orphanage part up the hill is within, uh, within these people here, you know, the actual house where the uh, children experience, you know, terrible things is, you know, that house down there in the bottom uh, right-hand corner, which no longer exists. Um, you can actually see it's a four-story house, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, where, uh, you know, 15 kids all having to take a, a bath in the same water and some of the, you know, garbage that they had to eat. And they they weren't, uh, you know, being taught anything at school because they rarely went to school. It's just really terrible things. But again, still not the orphanage. No. So, yeah. Legend, you know. Good for story time, truth. You know, I would rather, I will take the truth any day, especially with stuff like this, because um, other, if you don't find the truth, then it just disappears. Spirits lose their voice, so does history. Yeah, yeah. Adam Tillery down here saying, just praising Shauna for saying finding the truth is sometimes better than the legend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. We love doing that. We love doing that. And that's, you know, talking about the Oak Island show earlier uh, a few minutes ago. I mean, that's what I love about that is they're, they're digging for the truth. It's not just about digging for the treasure. It's also about digging for the truth. Um, and we're not really digging for treasure with the paranormal. No. Um, I, I think our treasure is in that truth. Yeah. Yeah. The truth is the treasure there. Right. You know, it's not about... It's not about any of the stuff that is portrayed on TV, uh, which is what I call story time. So, um, but it's actually what goes on behind the scenes that uh, the some of the people that watch those shows would never be able to sit through, you know, and would find the research boring, you know, um, and sitting in a room talking to yourself, you know, boring, which is sometimes what it feels like, you know, um, depends on why you're doing it. You know, sometimes if I, I think, I feel like um, no matter what happens, if you're in it for the wrong reasons, it's going to treat you like, you know, if I'm a spirit, I'm not going to want to talk to somebody unless, you know, they're talking to me, not at me. You know, if they're more interested in something they're holding in their hand, that's probably not going to be the truth. Uh, I'm probably not going to talk to those people. Um, I'm going to talk to somebody who is talking to me like I'm still there in the room and essentially I still am I'm, I they just can't see me right so um Shannon Grogan asked hey I know her oh you know her I do okay <laughs> very good yeah uh she asked how do you find our history about the land my home is on well we have a whole nuts and bolts video on uh historic research and so uh, there's a lot of different things you can do. Um, you know, you first go to the uh, you know, the old uh, land records. You go to the county clerk's office, and, and you can find out all the information about uh, the home that the land is on, you know, who the uh, former owners were. You can find information about tax records, all that stuff. You can go into historical maps, uh, find out how, you know, the old land plats were uh, put together back then of that land. Um, so there's a lot of different resources that you can hit. Um, even um, you know, newspaper archives, because a lot of times back in the day when they would talk about um, just a person, you know, well, this person from this, and they would list their address right in there. Um, you could find out information that way. Um, the address a lot of times will show up in the newspaper archives. There's, there's a lot of different resources. We have a, uh, we have a nuts and bolts video on that. So check that out. 
Um, yeah, but that would drive my grandfather nuts. He hated that <laughs> because he ended up he ended up in the newspaper a lot for um, the stamps. He had a massive stamp collection, do a lot of presentations involved with all those different uh, events that they would do. And whenever he'd make the paper, they would put his address in there. You know, <laughs> Grand Rex Acker, 6693 Palmer Park Boulevard. And it would, he's like, I have this expensive stamp collection and you're telling them all where it is. <laughs> you're telling them I have all these things and you're telling them my address so they can come break in my house. You know, but they used to do that back in the day. Um, in any case, that's a little off topic. Probably wasn't the same then as it was no, nowadays. No, back then you could leave your door unlocked and everything. We both take mm. a tip of C. Here we go. A, a tip of C. A C. A, the sip of tea. Jesus. <laughs> peppermint. One of those Republic nights. of tea. Peppermint bark tea is freaking amazing. Mm. Yep. So, um, and Shannon says, thank you. Well, you're welcome. You're welcome. Um, yeah. I, I, I forget the name of that video. It was an Inside the Upside Down video that we did. So, um, okay. So, um, yeah, Tom McNicholas working with Joliet Historical on the prison up there, which is great. I uh, love to see that sort of thing. Um, yeah, the the history behind these locations is, is really important. Um, you know, from a paranormal standpoint, it can help unlock some mysteries about who you're talking to. You know, some people, it could build a relationship with some of these spirits. You know, if you start talking about things that they're familiar with, you know, they... It's not likely they're going to spark up a conversation with you because, let's face it, that kind of stuff doesn't happen like we want it to. But, you know, they will probably pay more attention to you and they will probably make attempts to interact more, you know, in intelligent ways. So, yeah, know, know, know the history, you know, get to know the spirits at these places. You know, it's, you know, a historical venue. You know, you want to know the history, you know, about everybody that was in it. You know, so you can at least narrow down, you know, who you're talking to in there. Some places have all kinds of spirits in there, but some places don't. You know, some may have only one or two intelligent players in it. And the rest of it could be residual, which isn't going to interact with you anyway. But, you know. And there's Tom McNicholas with a $10 super chat. He says, cheers to history. Thank you yeah. very much, Tom. Absolutely appreciate that, as we always do. Thank you. Yeah, I am. Um, you know, using uh, yeah, using the hit history as a trigger object. We talk about that a lot. Um, you know, because you go into some of these locations, your first time in there, and you, I mean, the spirits don't know you from anybody. So to have some of that history to to back up why you're there and why you want to talk to them, you know, it beats going in there and just say talk into my box. You know, if uh, if you actually go in there trying to have a conversation instead of trying to treat the you know, spirit like a guinea pig and trying to get them to do parlor tricks. Uh, when you just sit down and have a conversation, you know, we believe that that is a much better method to uh, build that rapport you know, with the uh, with the spirits that are there and you know, get those better reactions uh, from them and get, you know, maybe even get some actual information you know, from yeah, them. Yeah, because I, I don't like to go in and fly blind. Um, if I if there's something that I don't want to know, it's I don't want to know um, all of the paranormal activity that happens because that see I feel like if I see then if I see that then then it might be pre-programmed in there, mm -hmm. so I don't necessarily need to know that. But what I would like to know 
is, you know, who's in there? Names and stuff like that. Because um, you never know going into some of these places if you're ever going to get to go back again. You know, you never know. you never know. You know, you, so, you know, get your information, you know, from the start. You know, know who you're talking to. Um, You know, not that I, well... I was gonna say I, we had the we had the boat for quite a while, but you know we started finding out you know some like really pivotal stuff, and then it's like gone. So you know establish your relationships with these spirits early on. So you know don't go in there and ask what happens in this room, what happens in that room. You know uh, in my in my mind I blow all that stuff off because if I if if someone tells me something that goes on and then I experience that I'm like. Well, now I can't really, you know, see that as legit evidence because my brain's expecting it. Right. So then will my brain manufacture it for me to see? I have no idea. You know, so I want to know who these people are, you know, that I'm going to be dealing with. And I'm not going to sit there with a box and wait for a name to be spit (laughs) out at me. So I, you know, I don't want to know for that reason. But be like, oh, my gosh, they said, you know, so. And I always... um throughout the example of you know trying to you know not trying to act like a salesman not trying to like you know knock on the door and just do a basically a cold call you know hey i'm trying to sell you something where if you actually know a little bit about the person um you know you might get an invitation into the home yeah so um sharon lane is saying shauna can get the living or departed to talk to her in my opinion (laughs) you are able to make that happen yeah, it used to be, well, sometimes stuff happens, sometimes it doesn't happen. I kind of feel like, I don't really think that I've ever gone anywhere where absolutely nothing happened. Although there is a spot, you know, where there was really nothing going on, but my own stuff followed me. Yeah, yeah, the stuff that's been following you was, you know, definitely going on at that location. So Yeah, so I, I kind of have to wonder if sometimes, you know, I wonder if whatever it is that's following me around you know, if whatever energy is there is like, who the hell's that, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and I don't even know if it's a who. I don't know what it is. But it's yeah. starting to be, it's starting to get bolder. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is still. And so other locations that uh, we kind of talk about as, as we go through this. So that was Gore Finish. We talked a little bit about Oak Island there. Um, but um, you know, one that has a uh, lot of legends attached to it, of course, is Helltown. This uh, this house was standing two years ago, and when I took Shauna there, and this was in uh, what September 2016, February 2017. It was, yeah, uh, it was gone. <laughs> so Helltown, a lot, a lot of legends. Uh, in Ohio, Boston Mills area. And again, another one of those that uh, you explore the area and the truth is different than, you know, all the stories about chemical spills and aliens and, you know, all this other garbage. And you actually, you explore the area, you dig into the history and you learn about, you know, the way the government was booting the people out of the town that there it was a land grab they said it was for the park they did put in a park but in my exploration of the area i'm seeing a you know transcontinental cable line and a, a gas pipeline 
It seems to me to be more the reason why they're getting people out of the area, you know, at least to live. They want to you know, bring that stuff through um, and lay it down. So um, they also put in a highway over there, but they actually, that was actually put in um, before they were starting to boot all the people out, but it was a big stink. They actually, the townspeople that were still there actually got that highway moved south a little bit. So, um, but yeah, it's it's one of those where there's so many different legends behind the place. Uh, it's sad to go through there now. There's definitely a feeling of sadness. Um, and it was just, when you were there, it was, we couldn't go through it all because of how no. wet it was, but it was just very eerily quiet. Yeah, it was kind of like a ghost town. <laughs> yeah. Really, <laughs> really. I mean, it was just so, just still, you know. Yeah, it's, um, you know, one of those you wish the truth could get out there. And, I, you know, I heard a lot of uh, negative things about the um, about the show that was done on it, um, was it, I think, this time last year, you know, October last year, where, you know, instead of trying to get to the truth of it, they went down the road of all those different crazy legends that just aren't true. You know, it's, you know, it did look like a really terrible ghost out for a long time because people were losing their houses and they you know they were leaving them abandoned uh some of them were completely burned out not because of the uh crazy things that were going on there but were you know burned out because well now there are these abandoned houses and so may as well let the fire department and their guys get some practice hmm. so they would intentionally burn down the houses and try to put them out um so yeah all kinds of crazy things like that that get turned into you know, these legends about witches and, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, sure, there's um, there's probably some paranormal activity going on there in different people's homes, you know, like we would experience and, and see in any other person's home on a regular basis. Um, there's no way to know that now. Mm-mm. So as far as being a haunted location, maybe, but... You just don't know. I mean, there's that abandoned cabin that I was in. Um, it was creepy. I didn't really experience anything paranormal going on there. It was just this real terrible feeling of sadness throughout that whole area. So um, so from Paranormal World Investigators, have you ever investigated anywhere where it was difficult to talk to? Um, was taught, I guess maybe tough to talk to the spirits. Have you ever had that? I, I've never had any issues of talking into any spirits. No, I I mean, I don't feel like I have. I haven't, you know, you don't hardly, on average, spirits don't usually just throw answers out at you whenever you ask, you know. Um, but I think, you know, I, I've never had any difficulty, you know, talk or getting a response I've never had any difficulty getting a response and that gets easier as time has gone on um yeah I don't I don't really think I don't really think I've had any problems um G. Wilson asks is it hard for you to get information on Native Americans um yeah it, it can be because most of their traditions were passed down orally um there are some things that were written but very, very few, um, especially in comparison to how much of it was was oral tradition. So, um, 
you know, a lot of it's a matter of like becoming involved in the community and then, you know, over over time, you know, learning the traditions, um, you know, and, and they'll, you know, teach you and reveal a number of those things to you. But um, yeah, I mean, you can, you can, I mean, you can get books now of people who have done research on that and have, and have tried to you know, dig some different things up. I know there's some, um, there's some books out there about a lot of the different Hopi legends and things like that. Um, so it's it's a matter of what people have put together now, not like things that were put together a couple hundred years ago, and we still have those as a recorded record. Um, is some of the some of the sadder things that the some of the cultures that did do that, like the Aztecs, they had significant record written records. Um, the Spanish, when they came in and, and destroyed the Aztecs, also destroyed most of their written texts. Very little of it that actually survives. So, you know, so you have some things like that too. So it is difficult. It's difficult to track down a lot of that information. Um, also from Judy Wilson, have you ever checked out the Mothman? Uh, I was wondering what that really was. I haven't been to Point Pleasant. I don't think you have either. So nope. I know people that have. Yeah, I know people who've been there. Um, you know, I, I of course know of the legend, and you know, it's in, what's interesting about the Mothman sightings um, are it, like the sheer number of them. You know, during a time where people weren't really sharing that kind of information around. You know, it's it's not like there was an internet back then, and they were if people were you know, posting a bunch of sightings to a forum or whatever, you know, there, it was a lot of individual reports, you know, that end up, you know, once you collected them all, I was like, wow, um, that, that's a lot. So, um, that, that's what I find interesting about where some of these other, you know, different legends that have been passed down over the years, that was like, you know, there were a handful of people that reported that, um, and so the legend continued on without any additional reports, but the Mothman one, you know, it was over, you know, a, a pretty decent period of time, and there were so many different reports that it was like, yeah, I got to think about that one a little bit. Uh, but I haven't done significant research on that. So, um, let's see if you guys have any other questions, and then so some other locations that. Um, you know, historic exploration on that we found pretty interesting. Okay, so that was Helltown. Um, the now it's all black. I know because I didn't. There we go. <laughs> I didn't get that one ready before I blocked the other mm -hmm. one out. Sorry about that. Um, so this is the Campsville Grade School, and this is in Shauna's hometown. And what's really interesting... I went to school there. Yeah, Shauna went to school there. Yep, for about seven years. Yeah, and you guys have probably seen a lot of the videos that we have on this. Well, maybe many of you have. I don't know. We may have some newer people in there watching, lurking, that sort of thing. Binge watch. Binge watch, yeah. <laughs> um, what's interesting about this school is not just the paranormal activity that we experienced there, but in trying to discover why some of this activity was happening, um, why we were always hearing footsteps on a second floor that didn't exist. You know, there's no second floor here. You can see it's all one floor. Um, the taller middle section there is um, basically the stage off the gym. 
uh, but it's still all one floor. Um, you know, we were experiencing, you know, we saw a shadow person there, there was an apparition that showed up in a video. There's a lot of things that we experienced there. Um, that was a time where, um, you know, you had to walk away, you know, you had heard something or felt something, you know, we caught EVPs, a couple of them right around that time, you had to walk away. Yeah. Um, so a lot of different things happening and doing the research and mentioned before about where to go for getting additional information. This is one where, yeah, we were hitting the county clerk's office and we were looking through old texts, old books uh, on the location and discovering all inf different information about the schools there because we were trying to think, okay, was there another building that was here before that had two stories? You know, um, you know we'd heard about another school being uh, nearby. Turns out it was like next to it, faced a different direction, but wasn't exactly on the spot. So a lot of those sorts of things. Um, but we also discovered that there had been an archaeological dig site here, um, a Native American one, as it so happens. And you can actually still see it here, um, the terracing in, in the back of the school from where the dig site had been. So, um, so you have this flat piece of land. I didn't get the front of this, but this is already on a terrace. So this is a baseball field that's already on a terrace. And you look behind the dugout there, and that goes up a hill to where that other white building is up there. And then back behind that white building, you can see another terrace there. So you can see the terracing that goes all the way down into the school building. So the school building is sitting in the dig site. Yeah. And it came up with a, I finally came up with a, a reason, a theory about why we were getting those footsteps up on a second floor that didn't exist. Yeah, because the, the footsteps were residual, obviously. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, it was walking when I told it to walk. You know, it was not it was not intelligent and not all energy is. So, you know, you have to deal with that. But uh, we couldn't figure it out and had gone back so far and was only finding buildings with one story and knew that, you know, and kind of thought maybe the only other alternative is if there was ever a building, you know, with a second story, it was not documented. And how would you find it, you know, if it was before, you know, because they're, you know, they only document back so far. So if it happened before that, we were pretty much screwed. And then. And then I'm going to pop this back up. Um, it may not be the best angle, but um, with the terracing, you know, they, they dug and they put the school in a hole. So basically that lowers the original footprint of the site. So there had been a hill there that yeah. came down. And so like, um, was it Bree Jones that Bree. said that there was a longhouse that was there, a Native American longhouse? And mm -hmm. they, they had to, of course, have a reason for digging there for Native American, um, you know, Artifacts, okay, longhouse makes sense. You know, uh, Native Americans lived in longhouses, so if there had been a longhouse there, it would have been on that hill, which is now dug into and down. So right. that second floor that doesn't exist, basically to us the attic, mm -hmm. is where the uh, the ground of that you know, It would have been the ground been. floor, yeah. so it makes sense to hear footsteps on a ground floor. That's where people would be walking. Yeah. You know, the attic is more or less just a crawl space. I mean, you can't even, 
Yeah, it's just rafters. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing there to walk on. So there's no surface that would make. Right. It's just yeah, it, we it, we have the videos out there, and I don't know how many times we've shown the clips on these shows. <laughs> you can distinctly hear those those footsteps. Uh, there's no mistaking it at all. I have pictures of my dad getting up there in the crawl yeah. space on a ladder too, looking like, nope, don't see anything here but a big old black snake. <laughs> you yeah. Know? So yeah, that was well fed, obviously. But yeah, so that makes a lot more sense yeah. now. Yeah, because longhouses were just one floor. And so, um, yeah, and so that hill would have been built up at that time. And so just just walking normally. I would love to uh, see residually. a picture of the land before. Well, we're not going to be able to find that. <laughs> I guess they wouldn't have taken a photo yeah. back then because it was they were already gone out of the area by I then. I know. You know, by the time camera technology came around, it was <laughs> it was already gone. I know. So, but it's really interesting um, to have had that, and of course, you know, we, uh, you know, some of the different things that we experienced, and I, I, I didn't include all of it here. You guys have seen it before, and it would be a little redundant. It's not the point of today's episode, but um, you know, just real quick, there's you know the shadow person, and I've, I've played around with this photo a few different times. It's actually a, a clip off of the video, and so this is a black and white version. So maybe you can see it better in the black and white. Um, yeah, so um, so the other thing I wanted to show, I could not find this from Campsville. Um, I could not find the Campsville lock videos except for the uh, the Ark video. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the Campsville locks. Now talking about exploring, this is actually not too far from the schools, uh, right up against the river. You go down the road a little bit and then up against the river, and this old lock system where the boats would come in, and it's filled in with dirt here, um, but. That, I don't know what that is. And mostly because, you know, I wasn't using flash. It hadn't gotten dark, dark yet, you know. And I wasn't using a flashlight. I wasn't using anything. I just point and shoot with my iPhone. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So that thing, and I didn't see it whenever I snapped the picture. So... No, no, we couldn't see that when we snapped the picture. And we've experienced other things up and down that that river. Yeah. Um, there, we've talked about, you know, the possibility of ferries and things like that being around there. This, this actually predated by a couple of months our first actual visual sighting with our own eyes. Right. Um, of things similar to this. It's obviously moving. It's obviously coming toward my direction, I guess. And it's lighter on the front. So... I, I, don't know <laughs> but yeah. it's really interesting and that's within the lock system as we're exploring down there so um and, and that's another one where you know we, we dug into the history of the locks and, and got some of the old photos because um, we want to know the truth about you know what happened down there with the locks and the different buildings there were other buildings down there yeah. but the, the vegetation is so overgrown that i think we found one of those building foundations right and um and you can still see like the original block, you know, system too. You know, it's, you can see like the, the it is so old looking, so it's so cool. Yeah. But I would have never known about that. Yeah, you lived there and you didn't even know that they were there until your dad no, said something about it randomly. No, until my dad said something. Yeah, and I'm like, well, where's that at, you know? <laughs> He's like, yeah, just, you know, I'm like, 
Whoa. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's way back in the woods. It's right up against the the river. But I guess because those woods are there, you you wouldn't have thought to just no. mess around down there. Mm-mm. Yeah. So that's yeah. He said something to you one day. Yeah, there's some locks down there. And so I was like, all right, let's go check it out. Let's go do it. And fortunately, <laughs> it was dry enough to get in there because like the last maybe year or two, there's no way. No, that area floods yeah. so much. You know. Um, yeah. Usually there's no way, but the going down in there, you know, when it's a little cooler, where there's no bugs. Yeah, that would be yeah, the best time to do it. We had a lot of it. issues with bugs during that one. Oh. That was crazy. Freaking gnats! Um, we could have made it to there, but there was just this wall, wall of, of bugs and yeah. gnats, and I'm like, nope. No, we're not going down there. Nope. Yeah. So, um, Christine Jones, what state was that school in that Shauna went to? That was Illinois. That was Campsville, Illinois. Campsville, Illinois. Mm-hmm. In Calhoun County. If you look at a map of Illinois, it's where the Mississippi and the Illinois rivers meet. Yep. Yep. Um, Paranormal World Investigators, what's the most interesting object you have found when on one of your investigations? Interesting question. Because um, we've encountered a lot of different, I mean, okay, objects, something that we find along the way. It's like, oh, wow, you know, that's an interesting discovery. Well... I, don't, Actually, I mean, we come across old newspapers at times. Well, I remember um, on the boat that one day or that one night we were there. There were and you found that like paper that was on the stairs that yeah, wasn't there. That was really interesting. Yeah, I hadn't been that there the cool. entire night, and it just like materialized, and it was like, um, it was like a VIP guest list or something. <laughs> you know, it was written on some, you know, some paperwork from the uh, from the boat. One of their little forms or something. Yeah. Was not there Mm-mm. before. And then all of a sudden. And all of a sudden it's there. Yeah. And I, and I showed on the video that, you know, earlier in the in the night when I'm doing some of the uh, walkthrough footage, it's not there on the stairs. But then at the end there, boom, it was right there. Yeah. So. I mean, we, at the cafe, we had, the, the, there were those artifacts that were dug up out of the, out of the cellar. I mean, there's been some cool stuff, you know, happen. Um, well, when we were, um, at, at the cemetery that's no longer there, um, behind Cheney, finding that piece of... There's that that we don't know. We still have to get it tested that, um, yeah, just one of our explorations, um, exploring it's it's a lost cemetery it's a lost cemetery in the sense that the bodies are underground and there's a park on top of it now right but yeah um we noticed by a tree there was something that looked like at first it looked like a rock that was coming up out of the ground as, as we were nearing it but then as we started walking by you take a look at it and it's like it doesn't look like it's just a rock who went over there and taken a closer look and it looks like one of the because they removed they were supposed to have removed the headstones they actually used the headstones as uh yeah stepping stones, stones yeah. which was just for ridiculous for the sidewalk um which they eventually repl- replaced with por- uh poured concrete but it looked like the base of one of the monuments that had been there was you know rising up out of the ground um, or maybe the ground was just weathering down, whichever the case. Um, but then nearby was also this little piece of something that it's interesting because when you flick it, uh, it sounds like stone, but the shape of it 
just is like this isn't stone. It, it's just, um, you know, curves up on the one end. Um, it's porous. Uh, the underside of it is, you know, curved and it's like discolored brown. So it looks like, it looks like a piece of bone, you know, and that, uh, you know, the brown part with the curve would be where the bone marrow would be and all that. It's just, and it's porous. And, you know, it's funny, we're, we're watching the Oak Island stuff tonight, <clears throat> last seasons. Um, and uh, when they discovered that bone there, it was like, that's, you know, kind of spurred that conversation again. Yeah. You know, and, but you look at their stuff and I'm like, it's, it's porous. And that's what kind of when we discovered that um, a few months ago and I was looking at it and I'm looking at that's porous. I, I mean, I was having flashes of this, <laughs> this stuff from Oak Island. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, so that's why I thought it was bone and, yeah, but it's still the sound of it is like it's rock. I would but, love I mean, for it to be rock, yeah, but or it's love like for a, it to be bone. I mean, yeah, but, but it's not. I don't know. There's still a weird. Even when you flick it and you and you hear it, it's like it's 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 not as dense as a rock should be, you know. So it's there's still something weird about it. I don't know. Well, I think I we, know. Should we have probably, to get it. We have to get it looked at. Probably take it to the archaeology department and have a little chit chat. There's that, or just take it to one of the universities. That's what they're supposed to do. Is they're supposed to. You know, one of the university departments, you know, anthropology or something. There, there's, they have experts that are supposed to be able to test that stuff. Yeah. Um, Andrew Cox asks, um, did digging and building the school disturb the burial grounds? Um, as far as I know, there wasn't a burial ground there. There was a campsite, mm -hmm. is what I understand. So burial grounds would be away from the campsite. There was one uh, in the county, though where uh, it did disturb. <laughs> well, they excavated it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did disturb. So um, heard that story from uh, my friends that are twins, uh, former classmates, who I would still love to get on the show sometime because they are full of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they're, they're twins. And they so have the twin have connection. Whole, yeah. Yeah, which I love that. Right. Um. All right, so we got a couple of other questions down here. So from Shannon Grogan, can uh, paranormal activity hinder your health? Some people report that where it can. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it, it depends on, I guess, the level of activity, you know, where if you're really sensitive to it, it can sometimes just drain you. Um, if you're constantly having the sensations of something just always being around you, um, and it doesn't even have to be anything like malevolent, malevolent, malevolent. <laughs> why can I not say that word? Malevolent. malevolent. It doesn't even, malevolent. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be some, you know, something terrible or some ancient evil looking to suck your soul out, you know, it doesn't have to be that. But um, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that. <laughs> and yeah, it depends on how it depends on how you uh, process it, right. I feel like, you know, where, you know, let's say we go inside uh, Mineral Springs and there's all this different kind of energy, good, bad, strong, happy, sad, you know, there's a, and at the end of the night, it's like dove, dark chocolate, please rescue me, you know? It's like, cause it's just so mentally Dark and emotionally. Dark chocolate helps, that's for yeah. sure. 
It's so mentally and emotionally draining, you know? So I guess it depends on how you process it, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, from Donna Gorton, what is the absolute most active and creepiest historical location you ever did, I guess, investigated? Well, I have mine. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, hands down, the cafe, for sure. Yeah. I've been happy, sad, terrified, you know, uh, I've had every emotion known to man in that place. I've had shit thrown at me. I mean, you know, not me personally, but just it was an angry building sometimes. And I mean, my RWTF file was full in that thing because you're just like, you know, where is this coming from? Why is this happening? You know? But that's where research comes in because you research, you research a lot, you know, and you're wanting to tie stuff together, you know, and then every once in a while we'd be like, oh, epiphany, you know, and then take it out of the WTF file. May I ask you something, though? Would, would that be considered a historic location? Um, I mean, I... I mean, it's an old building, but would it, would it really be a historic location? Right. I mean, there is... Uh, supporting documentation of events, you know, happening there. Um, it was the site, the building itself is probably not historic, but the property itself could be. Um, and plus, it was also a Native American campsite, too. So the building itself, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I don't have any supporting documentation that, you know, yeah, because just trying to classify, okay, historical location, I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, for me, active and creepiest, um, maybe it's Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. I need to go there. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. That was me whispering um, for audio. I don't know why that just flipped through my head. It was you whispering for audio. That was me whispering for right audio. Right. I just whenever wow. I whisper. Okay. Um, Always tag when you whisper. That's right. Don't ever peddle that shit as... as <laughs> paranormal activity or an EVP. If you whisper, tag it. There. Yeah. Um, there. <laughs> there you go. Tag Damn it. Because I hate that. So, yeah, Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, I, I, I think. I mean, there's oh, so many places I've been, so it's, it's hard to always say. But that place, definitely very creepy. I mean, there was stuff going on when I'm just sitting there, like, doing the book signing. And, um, you know, not all the locations around it were creepy, but there were a lot of creepy places within it. Um, you don't ever get creeped out. Anyway, well, nothing that, scares that could probably you. Be it. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll go down to, to the solitary location by myself and all that. Nobody ever wants to go down there by themselves. But Ooh. there was like photos I'd forgotten to get, so I went down there. And uh, but that, I mean, there was just stuff going on all the time there. Um, I. I mean, and that's where the the ball went, you know, bounding off down the hall. I mean, it, it went from, I mean, basically, it's like if. if can you see this? Let me see. I'm not. Okay, there's the live thing. So basically, if you think of this as the wall of the room, and this is the doorway, um, the ball was sitting here like against the wall. It basically started rolling on its own, all you know, this way along the wall, out the door, and then phew, down the hall. Dang. All on its own. It was one of those light up balls. So it just started lighting up. And, you know, Copperhead and I are looking like, what the hell? Because we were in the middle of the room. 
and all of a sudden we see the you know flashing light and we turn around like what the heck is there goes out the door and down the hall and the other people that were down there are like you throw that ball at us no <laughs> i mean so that was pretty wild like i get creeped out i mean even doing this you know for 10 plus years or whatever um I do not want to be alone in buildings. Like even even the boat, you know. Like there, I would be. I could be in a showroom all day, all night, not alone, all night. But you know what I mean. I could be in there alone and be fine uh, out there. But I had this little bubble, this little area where I could be alone and I would be fine. Um, but in any building, it doesn't matter where it's at. Um, Mineral Springs now. That's that's different. Um, I could be in the pool all by myself and be fine. Um, upstairs, yeah, kinda. Um, downstairs in the, where the slaughterhouse was, where the springs were, I could be by myself. You yeah, know? I'm fine down there. There's certain spots, you know, where I, but there's certain buildings I just cannot do it. And I find that, um, like being an, if you're being an empath or, and being able to like shield and, and stuff like that, if I'm by myself, it's like that switch just gets turned off. And like if I'm by myself, I feel like I'm candy sitting there and uh, there's all these energies just getting ready to pluck me up and eat me. And I know that right. that's a weird you know, way to look at it, but it's just like no matter how you know, persistent I am about turning that off so that it doesn't freak me out, it's just like, you know, and all of a sudden it's just like I can hear, you know, feel everything just bombarding me all at once. and. But it's not as bad if I'm not alone. So, so that's like something that I need own. to work on, you know, that I'd like to work on because, you know, I don't ever wander buildings by myself like you do. Like, there's no way I can do that. Just do it. Okay. Um, BPG 5012 trick. Uh, which location made you feel most uncomfortable to be at? Um. Good question. Yeah. Um, I have to think about that for a little bit. I, I wouldn't say every building. Not the cafe, huh? Yeah, I, I was in there <laughs> so much, you know. But every building has had a situation where I felt uncomfortable in it as a situation, but not in the building itself. You know, like, I can't go there, except for basements. I do not like basements. Yeah, I can go into the slaughterhouse at Mineral Springs, but I hate basements. Cheney, Cheney is not bad. That basement seemed pretty cool. But okay. basements as a general rule, I cannot stand. I hate basements. Um, even if it's a brand new modern basement, I just, I hate basements. Uh, I don't know why, but yeah, every building that I'm comfortable in, I've had situations where I've been uncomfortable and just couldn't do it. Like that night at Mineral Springs, and I decided to go in without having any sort of the crystals right. that I usually use. Yeah, you were really. And upstairs, night, you know, right. in an area where I'm not usually, I mean, just every room had something. And I was like, yeah. had blinders on the whole way. And I'm like, I got to go get something. You know, I can't, I can't hang, you know. And I was stuck to him like, like don't, <laughs> don't get in front of me. Don't get behind me. Don't get, don't get in front of me. Don't, you know, just, it was very uncomfortable that night for sure. Yeah. Um. I can't, I've been sitting here brainstorming while you've been talking, and I can't, I guess because I just don't, and I, and I know it sounds ridiculous, but. Oh, and I mean, Cheney. 
I wasn't really creeped out though. I was just it was definitely uh, uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable. For you. Yeah, um, and painful apparently. Okay, uncomfortable. Okay, yeah. You, the question wasn't creeped out, and that's the way I was thinking of it. Because I mean, I've like walked around Ohio State Reformatory in the dark, you know, having an entire wing to myself on my own. Um, so uncomfortable, yeah, because basically it was like the headache pressure against my head. Um, that got, whole time and so the, and that was just hit. posted that was just posted on the last um friday night well it wasn't friday night goes first it was on mike's morning mug um where i was doing like a little preview of encounters with paranormal volume four so um nothing from cheney has been released yet except that clip so um so that was a little sneak peek yeah we were listening and watching you know when you went upstairs and it you know i remember heard you say ow <laughs> there was that too yeah then yeah. i went back up after the fact uh, because we heard movement on that monitor. And so I went up to go check it out, and then all of a sudden, it was like somebody was stabbing me in the in the back of the shoulder. Um, yeah, so as far as like uncomfortable <laughs> in that sense, as far as physically, I guess I was thinking more spiritually being kind of creeped out or whatever. So yeah, physically uncomfortable, it would be that. Or, um, you know, there was the, the time that I almost passed out at Stone Lion Inn. I get like hit with a wave of energy and it was like, whoa, and I almost passed out. And the K2 went crazy. And hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess that would be about it. Um, so Betty Lange asking you, do you ask for permission to investigate a place? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I know it's cool. And there's a lot of the herbexers out there that just go into places. They don't necessarily damage anything, but they go in without permission. Uh, it's illegal. <laughs> you know, I'm not lucky enough to not get busted. So I just ask permission. Um, it, and it, it depends it's, it's on... It's a massive liability for the owner. Yeah. And, so. it, and it depends on... Um, depends on the person, you know. It, and, you know... You know they can tell if you're, you know, shady or not, you know, and just ask, you know, and if you can't, if they're not going to let you in, be like, do you mind if I take pictures of the outside then? Do you mind if I'm on the property? You know, just, just ask, you know, I know a lot of cool stuff, you know, slips by the wayside if it's private property and you ask and they say no, or if you don't want to ask and you just want to get in, I get it. I do get it. I understand. But, yeah, we ask. Yeah, absolutely. It's good karma. Um, let's see. Tim Schoen, does the history of a property affect the way you investigate it? Um, well, yeah. I mean, that's why, that's why we like going in knowing about the history of a place is that it gives us a basis to build the investigation. Um, you know, and just the investigative techniques from people in different fields uh, outside the paranormal. I mean, that's what they do. They, they want to learn as much information as they can about a location um, going into there so they know what they're dealing with. And therefore, while they're there on site, they're able to put together the best quality investigation that they can. You know, what, you know, what age, what, what era are you dealing with? You know, or... You know, are you dealing with, you know, adults? Are you dealing with, with children? You know, you want to interact in a way that they're going to understand. And then you want to be able to bring something to the table that might appeal to them to make them come out and interact with you. 
And that's not always going to be, you know, things with bells and whistles. What had the building been used for? You know, right. Is it, you know, if it's a house, you know, it had always just been a house. Was there a mortuary there at one point in time? Was it used as a boarding house? Was the Underground Railroad there at one point? All those different things, you know, create an entire different history for the location, types of people that could have been there, types of things that could have happened there. You know, was there a murder there? You know, um, you know, were there children that died there for some reason? You know, um, you know was there a um, an epidemic of some sort that greatly affected people? You know, all those things matter, and you know, depending on what those are, you're going to you know try to communicate and talk to those people differently. Also, um, another trigger another thing that might be good is to find out if there were any type of events or anything cool going on nearby that they might know about yeah so so yeah it definitely affects the way we do things so um the uh the last thing i guess right would have been i I put all these things together i spent time doing it and killed myself (laughs) to do it so we're gonna we're gonna talk about all there's a golden rod so I talk about exploring research and exploring historic research. Yeah, we were doing a lot with this. Um, very, very cool boat to explore. Um, and it has a, it had a rich history, you know, as far as its movements up and down the Mississippi um, and other rivers as well. Um, the Ohio River, um, it, it uh, floated upon and, you know, did shows and, um, yeah, a very um, great piece of early 20th century history. And um, we were in the process of discovering more things about this when it was suddenly lost. Yeah. All of a sudden, like a thief in the night. Yeah. So, yeah, here it is in its early days. You can even see the old car sitting on the deck. Um yeah, so it's um, kind of like with everything else that we've been talking about. You know, it's uh, you know a fantastic piece of history that has legends associated with it. That you know we were trying to discover, we were trying to find out more information about. Um, you know, here it is by the you know St. Louis Arch, you parked right in front of it, and you can see there's you know barely anything of St. Louis back behind the arch at this time. Um, which almost seems kind of crazy, but um, yeah, you know, you hear stuff about you know Annie and things like that, um, and you want to get to the bottom of those legends. You know, we've heard the stories, so you know what's real. You know, we hear all those things about Captain Minky. You, you met somebody that actually knew Captain Minky. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Annie was associated with with Charlie, and then we kept every single time we walked through that one area of the boat. There was always something going on, yeah, and then I, come to find out at the very last moment, there was a completely different configuration of that upper floor, and that would have been Charlie's room. Right, and I was always so uncomfortable up there. Like I, there were a lot of times I wouldn't even go back there. I couldn't go back there in that part of that whole kitchen galley area because something I would always, as fast as I could move from point A to point B, I'd be going through there. And you better not uh, be in front of me when I did it because I was knocking you over. And but just it, it was always just so uncomfortable and strong. It was just so, you know, 
just negative, but not, you know, scary negative or anything, but it was just too overwhelmingly negative back there that I just couldn't, I just couldn't stay back there, yeah. you know? So it was a chore, you know, whenever we were there to be like in there for any extended period of time. And I could never, you know, understand why is it so bad for me back here? You know, what's going on? Um, and so sad, you know, too. And so I kind of wonder, you know, who that, you know, could that right. have been Charlie could've that been Charlie. night that got me? Because I said, this is not Annie, you know. I mean, it was the same, it was the same outcome, you know, but it just didn't feel like the same, um, it just didn't feel the same. Right. You know? So Bree is asking um, who, back to the historic photo, says who's the captain looking guy on the right end of the photo of all those people um not sure this would have been before uh the days of captain minky this would have been back during the markle days you know just dating the um the the car yeah um is, is how you know that so this would have been before minky owned it so i don't know i have no idea who that, that would be so um she says something's drawing her to him so i i don't know what that would be but um, yeah, this is really early. Really um, early. Yeah. So a um, couple other questions here. Donna Gordon, has there ever been a place you just looked at and said, oh, hell no, based on the vibe <laughs> and history? <laughs> oh. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you would have gone to the basement. So you, didn't want, you actually didn't want anything to do with the basement or the lower level of the goldenrod. Yeah. So there's places that you say, oh, hell no, too. Yeah, and I, I've been, I'd been down there. Um, in fact, whenever we were clearing stuff out of there, um, I was down there uh, alone, you know. But I figured, you know, I only had just this one opportunity to be down there. And, right. you know, so whenever we were clearing the place out and, and I was just like, I am going to have to freaking get over this, yeah. you know, like, what the hell? And, you know, but it was so creepy down there, just so creepy. And... Anytime, you know, I'm like, nope, you guys go. Nope, you guys go. <laughs> and there was a lot of hell no moments for me going down there. And then finally I just sucked it up and I just, you know, I went down there. But, yeah, that's that's the one, you know, hell no. <laughs> I'll say yeah. oh hell no if it's like a physically dangerous, you know. Well, it was kind of physically dangerous really? down there. How was it physically dangerous down there? It's a lot of mold. Okay, in that regard, in that back room, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. And the upper area is really But no, I mean, if something's there, just like physically unsafe, like um, we might fall through the floor, you know, three stories or something, then <laughs> I'm not going to go do that. Um, you know, like the, the YMCA, even if we were allowed to go up there, I don't know if I would, on the running track, I don't know if I would have stepped foot on there. Right. Because just one fall through, boom. Um, right. Although I would have loved to at least, if there was a safe set of stairs, to go up to the top of there and get some photos because that was cool. But it's like things like that. If it's physically dangerous, I'm not going to do that. Um, Moberly. Yeah, you would have gone downstairs in Moberly. I was like, uh, yeah. no. And I'd never, I'd never even, you know, but there was just There was no. something <laughs> that, was, that was definitely down there because all of a sudden I'm like smelling somebody's BO or whatever out of nowhere. And it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, I got Bree's question, okay, so, 
Jake Medford. Jake, hey Jake. Jake. Jake says the floor was falling. It was squishy. The floor was a little squishy. Oh, by the way, I, I am wearing the two the two big shirt that Jake yeah. gave me. Golden. There we go. Golden Rod <laughs> Showboat. Yeah. Um, in fact, that's the photo I was just showing right there. By the way. Yeah. So, so I don't know. Can Jake answer the question about who the guy was on the end of the photo there? I don't know. Um, yeah. Good to see you, Jake. Yeah. Yeah, I told him we were talking about the boat tonight, so. Yeah, yeah, so we finally got around to talking about the boat. Um, what else do we got? Was that it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm so tired tonight. I just haven't had the energy um, that I usually do. It's just, you know, it was, yesterday was a long day. Um, got in very late at night, and, yeah, I, wo I woke up. I should have slept in a little bit longer, but I woke up because I knew I needed to get things Oops. done uh oh Oops. Uh, i knew i needed to get things done and i had class which was an extended class today and then i was just busting my ass to try to get like all the photos and everything ready for today and there's so many there's a lot of things um like scheduling all the posts that go out to twitter and all the things that i have to do within the um with the broadcast software there's so many little things that i have to do it's like unreal so um and i worked on that all the way up until i'm bringing sean onto the show and um, Lashana has something to share. I so do. we may as well go ahead and do that right now. Yeah, because, you know, I had already painted her, right? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sarah? Wait. Hang on a second. Bree Jones saying, act Jake Medford. You made that photo. It's all, no, it's not Photoshopped. There's nothing Photoshopped about this. I mean, that's on a t shirt, but there's nothing Photoshopped about the historical uh, photo. Mm mm. Yeah, this is. I no, mean, that's th an actual. Yeah, that's an actual historic photo from yeah. back then. There's, there's nothing photoshopped about that at all. Mm -mm. So I don't know where that's coming from. Um, yeah, Donna's saying I'm just one person. Yeah, but there's only one person that can add everything to the. You know, to everything that I have to do here. So <laughs> <laughs> there's no way somebody's in 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 going onto my account and scheduling all the posts and all that stuff there's nobody's new that i have to do it so it is what it is so um and okay Bree says jake clarified okay <laughs> did i miss that um the one on his shirt is three photos combined is it there's three photos on here okay I don't know. I'm looking at it upside down anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and talk about your thing. Yeah. So I said, you know, whenever I created Zara at the Create Your Own Zombie Doll event at Mineral Springs, which they have every year, um, that I was thinking about, even though I hate dolls, um, painting them and uh, selling them if anybody was interested. So... Um, it's a little too cold to go yard sailing to look for dolls and you know I when I went to this old antique store that's not far from Mineral Springs actually it kind of hugs it so uh, and there were some very old dolls and so I'm thinking about uh, painting this one which actually, whenever I got Sarah, the reason that I got her is because she looked like the very first apparition that I've ever seen. And this one is even closer because it's a similar uh, dress. 
So I like that's an older style dress. Yeah. Because that one's like a Christmas dress. Right. And and these dolls, they've got some years on them. I mean, and this one, but this one's probably my favorite. It's a music, it's a musical doll. She plays Nutcracker Suite, but whenever you sit her down and she plays the music, she kind of like rotates and moves a little bit. Like she puts her head back and she... It's, it's creepy as shit, hmm. I'm not going to lie. And her eyes are always closed, but uh, I'm thinking about painting her, too. Yeah, Donna's saying eBay. So. eBay. But if Those anybody cool. wants one be cool. and is interested, then, you know, you tell me what you want it to look like, and yeah. All right. There we go. All right, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Um Sharon Lane, oh, is this going to end up in a haunted museum? Not Zach's. Not Zach's Not museum. Zach's. Not Zach's. No, thank you. Because next thing you know, he'll be getting possessed by my doll and we ain't going to go there. Yeah. So. No. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, wrap up the show. I know a lot of people already bailed out early. Um, some people were feeling well or they were tired. Everybody's tired. We're all getting ready for Thanksgiving. It's There's a lot of weather. shit that we're doing. It's, it's the weather. weather. The too. weather's been crazy. It's hot. It's it's warm. It's cold. It's warm. It's cold. It's snowing. Oh, wait. Now it's 50. No, now it's 20 again. It's just this weather is crazy. It's messing with people's constitutions. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. All right. So Tom McNichol is saying you can paint dolls to raise money to buy the cafe yeah tom did post that earlier about you know have a fundraiser to buy the cafe it's it's not actually it's not about buying the cafe yeah the, the price to buy the cafe is it's only eight hundred dollars it's everything after that and the problem is is that it's for sale but it's for sale as is you can't even look at it you can't even go inside yeah. and look to see how bad the damage is or if it's salvageable yeah because you may end up having to tear it down you know so there'd be thousands of dollars incurred in cost to tear it down um if somebody broke in there which is apparently easy to break into right now and yeah. got hurt well you're you're gonna have a lawsuit on your hands for that you know so there's just you know there's too many additional costs that you could possibly incur with this place the, the upfront cost is like nothing for a building right but it's, it's everything after the fact that's just like if that wasn't an issue i'd sure i'd be i'd be willing to say let's go get it but i mean i, I am confident that somebody is going to let me get in that building before they tear it down and that's all i need i just want i just want like an hour and i would just love to get in there and you know explore a little bit I mean, even if I got to come in the back, even if I got to come in the back, even if I come in from top, you know, whatever, you know, but I want to get in there and at least, um, at least get closure and say goodbye, yeah. you know? I mean, I'll even sign something that says, you know, if I fall through another part of the building, you know, what happened at home? Just, right. you know, whatever. You know, I've been that way with everywhere I've ever gone. You know, I'm not going to sue uh, the owner of a venue if the place, you know, you know, isn't in good shape. You know, I know going in, you know, if they've been upfront about it, I'm not going to stab him in the back if I get hurt. That's my fault, you know. So I just want to go in there. Yeah, just want to get in there one time. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, get this wrapped up. So Tom McNicholas, uh, Super Chat Superstar. Thank you very much, Tom, for your Super Chat. And everybody who gives a Super Chat is a Super Chat Superstar, by the way. 
So, um, all right. So, um, shout outs. Thank you, Donna, for uh, Cheshire Cat in the chat this evening. Donna Gordon, our Cheshire Cat in the house, and old Bonnie Halpern's out there somewhere. Um, so, let's see. BPG 5020 trick or 5012 trick. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Christine Jones, thanks for joining us. Everybody's down there saying happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving uh, to all everybody in America that's watching. I know we have a lot of international viewers as well, but uh, for those of you in the United States, happy Thanksgiving. It's coming up here on Thursday. Uh, earliest possible Thanksgiving you can have, by the way. Um, Luna Nocturno, thanks for joining us tonight. Fairy Queen, Diane Hilbert, happy birthday. Uh, Greg Grinkin, thank you for joining us tonight. Bree Jones, thank you as well for all your uh, feedback. Uh, Paranormal World Investigators, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thanks for all the questions, by the way, guys. You guys had quite a few. Sharon Lane, thank you as well. Um, let's see. We also had, um, let's see, there's Andrew Cox. Um, Andrew Cox is one of our Deep Down the Rabbit Hole Patreon patrons. So those are Tom McNicholas, Beat 3 Airspace, Zippy Davis, BD Flint, Pamela Queen, uh, Andrew Cox and Joe Chandler. Thank you all very much. You can also support us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash hauntedroadmedia. And we do have some behind the scenes stuff coming up on there. And um, also we need some uh, questions for the uh, uh, for the Patreon Q&A. So you guys always throw a bunch down here. So for <laughs> you, uh, Patreon patrons mm -hmm. uh, at, that, uh, at that level, um, throw some questions that way too, so. Um, there's Shannon Grogan. Thanks for joining us tonight. Judy Wilson, thank you as well. And for all of your questions. And Nellie Moen, thanks for joining us again tonight. Good to see you down there. Um, we also had Candy Orton. Thank you, Candy. Hope you have a good night. I think she may have already taken off. <laughs> um, Jake Medford. Jake Medford is in the house. He's right there. Jake Medford, good to see you tonight, buddy. Um, what else do we have? So there's Tim Schoen, of course. Uh, thank you about that. Uh, see, Judy Wilson, were you able to find anything out? I don't know what that's in reference to. I missed this question, though. So I think I said Greg Grinkin earlier. So there's Katie Palmer. And Adam Tillery was Yeah, Adam Tillery lurking somewhere in there. I know. Especially since I uh, mentioned Oak Island. Well, he, he threw a couple, a couple comments down. Like, uh, he was letting me know that the uh, Gary Drayton was the guy with the um, metal detector. And I said, archaeologist guy, and it's Laird Niven. Mm -hmm. I, I know. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, interface death. Hey, there's uh, Justin Brown. Good to see you, Justin. Cool. Um, sorry you popped in late. We're wrapping up the show, dude. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Good to see you down there. So Watch there's, the replay. See, there's Adam Tillery. Happy Thanksgiving. Hot Road Media family. Absolutely. Um, all right. So we're going to go get some dark chocolate and peppermint bark tea and blueberries. And I ate my chocolate. I got your chocolate. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh. I know. I know. All right. Well, yeah, it was looking at me. It was talking to me, it my chocolate. It does that to me sometimes. My chocolate talks to me. Your chocolate was talking to me last week. Yeah, I know. That's twice <laughs> now. He ate my dark chocolate I twice. Did. I did. It's like, look, I know I have more than one thing I of chocolate. I told you to replace it. And then he didn't. The first one. Ate my chocolate, didn't replace it. <sighs> I just got back from a hall. I'll replace it. 
okay. It's okay. You don't have to. You don't have to. I will. I will somehow. I love you. I love you. I, I will. I will somehow make it. You know. So. The Jake says to the pit. Yeah, to the pit. Um. Oh, Tom McNicholas says I didn't show the cat print. Yeah. Um. It's not out here. It's it's in the house. I brought it in. Showed Shauna last night. Hmm. Like I said, I was I was busting my butt to try to get everything done for this evening. I mean, usually Monday night is when I set up a lot of stuff for Tuesday, but I had had work and I was traveling, um, so like all the uh, like the inside the upside down. Basically, if you've noticed, Sunday night I put out the stuff for. Um, Edge of the rabbit hole. Monday night, I put out the stuff for Inside the Upside Down. Well, I didn't put anything out for Upside the Inside the Upside Down last night because I was traveling. Um, that includes all the artwork too, all those thumbnails for Inside the Upside Down. There's three different, three, three <laughs> different versions of that thumbnail. Um, for Edge of the Rabbit Hole, there's two. There's the one I put out on Facebook, and then there's the one I actually uh, put out there for uh, for YouTube. So there's all the artwork that goes into it too, and I didn't have. The only thing I had done was the Facebook uh, thing for Sean on Sunday night. So basically, it was from like the moment that I got up today. I had to do everything that I usually do on Monday and Tuesday, and um, you know, and I had I had that extended class today, so it was a two and a half hour class instead of an hour and a half. So it just yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was rushing at the end to get out here, and I forgot to grab the the cat photo. So yep. It's cool though. It is pretty cool. I'll show it next time. Yeah. We'll Eventually, the studio will have all of everything. Yep. Up. We're gonna have to take a day. We're gonna have to take a day and just do this place because all the, I think all that stuff over there is coming down, and we'll put things up on that wall. We have the big shelf there that we can do a lot of things with, and then we'll we'll show all you guys that my stuff. My studio, so. my art yep. studio over there. My yeah, Shauna's yeah. I'm clearing that off over there so Shauna can do all of her. Um, dolls over there so she got a lot of room over there now yeah the only thing that i don't have is like antlers i want to make a wendigo doll oh uh, yeah 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 and i couldn't find anything and you should have seen the look on the uh lady's face at the godfrey walmart whenever i walked up to her and said i have a really weird question <laughs> but do you have any um antlers she goes oh christmas antlers i'm like no uh, I'm going to be gluing them to a doll's head. <laughs> sure, she gave you a weird look for that. And she was like, and so we sat there and like looked at each other for a minute. <laughs> you know, I'm waiting for her to yeah. piece it together in her mind. You know, and I said, um, I'm going to start uh, painting and assembling creepy dolls. And so <laughs> I need one to have horns or more accurately antlers. She was like, um, <laughs> she probably didn't even know how to respond. She was like, we have pipe cleaners. I was like, oh, no, I need something a little harder than that. Yeah, like, like, I'm talking the, about, like, the like real freaking antlers, well, you know. So, yeah, I need to look for that. Awesome. So I'm thinking Amazon. You might have to. All right, everybody. That's going to do it. We will see you on, uh, well, we'll have a Friday Night Ghost Rights, and we'll see you next week, of course, for Edge of the Rabbit Hole and Inside the Upside Down. So, again, yeah, thank you very much. And um, let's go inside. Take care. Have a great night. <laughs>